What's going on, everybody? Welcome back for another episode of Triggered. This is Triggered number 442 here on Tuesday, March 14th. Uh, let's get started with the big news right now, of course, is the crumbling state of the U.S. banking system and economy. It is not looking good. Yeah, he called it last week. He says there's going to be a downgrade. Uh, yeah, and there it was, happened. There was it a key happened. downgrade. Um, Moody's today downgrading the U.S. banking system from stable to negative to, quote, reflect the rapid deterioration in the operating environment following deposit runs at Silicon Valley Bank, Silvergate Bank, Signature Bank, and the failures of SVB and SNY. So this is a major problem. They also put in there the warning uh, that several individual banks, quote, with substantial unrealized security losses – um, and there may, they still may be more banks that are susceptible to this. Um, so there is a list of about 10 to 15 banks that are teetering on the edge. Um, they'll probably be fine with the bailout system that the Fed set up. Are these um, banks smaller than SVB? Yeah, well, SVB okay. was huge. Yeah, I so, mean, oh, obviously, I mean, second largest failing, you know. In U.S. history. In US history. Signature is the third largest yeah. failing in U.S. Yeah. history. Um, so these are two big banks that went down. Barney Frank cost these banks. Well, yeah. <laughs> you know, and the thing yesterday, so they did the same thing. Remember when they, they blamed Trump and his train regulations for the derailing? Yeah. And then that was proven to be totally false? Yeah. Well, they did the same thing with this, and they said that Trump's deregulating law that they passed in 2018 which changed some aspects of Dodd-Frank, which, of course, was passed in the aftermath of the 2008 Great Recession, even though both Dodd and Frank were like, yeah, this didn't really change it all that much, just a little bit of mechanism here and there. Yeah. They're like, oh, this is why the banks failed. Yeah, yeah. Not, that's, that's not true. That's not true at all. The reason that the banks are failing is because they take depositors' money and they invest it. Mm-hmm. And in this case... It, Signature was a little bit more heavy on the crypto side Very, of things. It was pretty much a crypto Which operation. is dumb. You know how I yeah. feel about crypto. Yeah. And then, but Silicon Valley, they put all their money into these fucking treasuries, which didn't went, mature yet. W- well, which went negative yeah. with the increase in interest rates. Yeah. And they should have seen that coming. It's and almost- so they failed <laughs> yep. and they got a bailout. Yep. And which is not surprising given that a ton of startups had their money with them so it yeah. would well, crush I mean, it a, was like it was like their go-to vc uh yeah you know, to get yeah. loans for you know that's what happened and also know. a bunch of rich people not surprising yeah. also now we found out today apparently yeah. allegedly that gavin newsom while uh lobbying for a bailout had a conflict of interest oh allegedly, allegedly. very allegedly allegedly so very. we'll see if that plays out very, but very allegedly this is all you know the problem is the system can only take so much, and I think what the Fed did in bailing them out probably stopped quite a few from failing because yeah. Monday morning was a bloodbath for bank stocks. Well, so of most of them, yeah, um, they all were or halted trading multiple times due to getting sold off heavily. Um, at one point, Charles Schwab was down twenty percent. Um, but something that's not being talked about here, and we mentioned it a little bit last week, that because of Dodd-Frank, they forced consolidation to all these huge, huge banks. 
essentially creating a bubble of our own making. And eventually one of those is going to fail. And that has the ability, because we've made them so big now, and all these regional and community banks are closing or being bought out by these huge financial corporations, we've created a situation where there's a few systemic banks that we can't allow to fail. No, They're too big to fail. Yeah. And so the the thing that's not being talked about here, a lot of these banks have extremely high unrealized losses on their books right now. So the problem is they're going to run into a situation too where they're running low on liquidity and you have a problem where there's no money floating around. The money supply is also being crushed right now by the Fed to try to tamp down on inflation, mm-hmm. right? The CPI came out this morning, and even though the liberals will tell you, oh, inflation's going down, month over month it went up, okay? Yeah. Especially in the core, right? It's still at 6%. Well, yeah. Which but, is still <laughs> But if you look at month over month, yeah. it's worse than the top line number. They're also taking into account, yeah. they changed the calculation last uh, July, so year over year is not 6%. It's actually higher than that. Oh, well, so I, that's I how they fudge the numbers. Yeah, I figured. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of questions here about how this happened. Uh, the CEO of this bank, the Silicon Valley Bank, was on the board of the Fed out there. Um, he pushed for more for deregulations that benefited his bank, too. Well, and he, he made risky investments and did not secure those investments yeah. with what needed to happen. Um, no risk assessment officer. And when they did have a risk assessment officer, she was more concerned with diversity and the LGBTQ LMNOP bullshit. Uh, and so that's an issue, okay, right there, because these people are meant to ensure the stability of the financial system and the bank that they work for. And instead, they're more concerned with checking off diversity checkboxes. Who does that remind you of? Hmm. The Biden administration. The Biden administration. <laughs> Luckily, and, and uh, you know, I'm not a huge fan of this bailout, but I do think that they risked a real severe system crisis if they didn't back the depositors here. And the reason for that being is everybody knows that the 250000 limit, right, for individual depositors. Yeah. Most companies have well over that limit yeah. in banks. And that's because they just assume that these banks are so large that they're not going to fail, right? And that when they want to take out their money, they can. Well, you were then going to have a situation, well, well what are all these companies going to do with all their liquid assets, right? They're trying to pull millions of dollars out of the system. The money just doesn't exist to cash that out, right? So they needed to keep the money in the system. And so their line about taxpayers not yeah. bearing the cost of this yeah. is totally a lie. Yeah. Uh, of course we are. They're just going to print money, which is taxpayer money. But it, it's it's not a 2008-style bailout, which I'm no. happy about. No, it's not. So it's not good, but it's also not as bad as it could have been. Yeah. Um, and for now, they seem to have... Uh, plugged the leak in the levy. We'll see if it holds. We'll see, yeah. We still, um, they're still coming through their balance sheets, man. You never know. You know? Well, like I said, the unrealized losses of $700 billion, going to be nearing a trillion if the market continues to collapse, is what really is threatening the big banks. Yeah. Um, you know, Wells Fargo, for example, I think has like $340 billion of unrealized losses. 
Um, so if they're forced to liquidate that, that could really put them in a bad situation. And you can't have a bank like Wells Fargo collapse. Like, that, you just can't have that happen. And, you know, that might sound like not very capitalist, but, like, when you have that much money centralized, you just can't let it happen. And it's all because of these regulations. Yep. Right? It's it, very ironic. The regulations designed to prevent a 2008 from happening again... <laughs> didn't work. ...are, in the end, <laughs> what makes us even more vulnerable. Yeah. So anyway, I could I could talk about that for days because money policy is you know something that I watch closely. But like this is, you know, the thing about the economy here is even if the banking system holds together, which at this point seems like is okay of a bet at this point, the rest of the economy is fucked, yeah. like very very fucked, and they keep talking about how. Oh, there are certain data points, and the market's doing okay. It's not totally collapsing. It's like, okay, but if you look at the real data, it's it's very bad. It's very bad. Uh, they they're in a situation here with CPI printing hot again today, where they have to raise rates again. But raising rates is going to put more strain on the banks, right? And raising rates is continuing to crush the housing market. You know, new mortgages are at lows since 2008. Um, there's there's tons of things at play here, and the Biden administration is just trying to make things worse. They're not doing anything to fix it. And so I'll just say very concerned, and everybody knows that, but I, I just think that they're, they're at sleep at the wheel here. They're not taking proactive actions again to sure up the stability of the U.S. economy, similar to how a year ago, essentially last March and even earlier in like January, we were talking about inflation and all of these things. And then eventually in April, the Fed was like, oh shit, we need to raise rates. And they were too slow at the wheel again. And we could have avoided all of this. But, um, you know, apparently, according to Biden, guess who's to blame for all of this? Donald Trump. Yeah. Take a listen. And my administration, no one, in my administration, no one is above the law. And finally, we must reduce the risk of this happening again. During the Obama-Biden administration, we put in place tough requirements on banks like Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank, including the Dodd-Frank law to make sure that the crisis we saw in 2008 would not happen again. Unfortunately, the last administration rolled back some of these requirements. I mean, that's, that's yeah. like, I love when he's like, oh, I inherited a bad economy and total political crisis. And I'm like, what? Where? Yeah. What are the you talking about? The economy was coming out of COVID. Yep. Okay. You know, sure. Not the booming economy that it was before COVID, but it was recovering. The hockey, the hockey stick was forming. You know, similar to how the they fucked up the border situation. Yeah. Where literally all they had to do was just nothing. 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 Keep the system as it was. They had to tinker with it. Yeah. Well, because and they had to show that he, that he wasn't. It was a new new sheriff in town. Yeah. How's that ever worked out? Nah, it's not. Um. Not for him. He's too stupid. Yeah. Well, so former FDIC chair William Isaac, who's pretty smart and led the agency through hundreds of bank rescues uh, back in back in the 80s. He said, quote, there's no doubt in my mind there's going to be more. How many more? I don't know. How big? I don't know. Seems to me a lot like the 1980s. So, oh my. 
not great because if you know people remember the 80s as like booming economy but not the early 80s the early 80s was when they had to reverse all the fuck-ups of jimmy carter um (laughs) and of course you know this is a bailout we've said it's a bailout right but take a listen to what kareen gray poupon says about this bailout Republicans are saying this is a bailout. Is that how would you no, respond? This is not to that? a bailout. Again, this is not 2008 at all. The funds, uh, the funds uh, are from fees on banks and not taxpayers. So this is very different than what we saw in 2008. So it's not a bailout, <laughs> but it is a bailout. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, that's how I've described it on the slate. Mm-hmm. The non-bailout bailout. Yeah. Um, what else do we got going on here? Yeah. Again, jobs report was. Okay, I guess. What was it three hundred forty-four thousand or something? Three eleven. Three eleven. I, I know. But it was the unemployment rate went up, and really, you know, these numbers are all fugazi. We've talked about this. Yeah. But what you look at is the yeah. un- is the participation yeah, that's rate. Yes, I thought the labor participation right? rate probably went to the. Went but the particularly, the prime workforce participation rate, and that number is what scares me the most because it's at basically, like, a fifty-year low. Okay. So basically what that is is if you take out the people who are like retirement age-ish, yeah. right? So it's like – it's basically like from 25 to 45. Okay. So you know that demographic, yeah. right? Like yeah. people that are not like 50 and you know moving towards retirement, but people that are locked in the workforce going to be there, it's, it's bad. Yeah. It's very bad. And even worse, if you look at the younger part of that demographic, the 21 to 25 just out of, out of college – um, and if you look at uh, minority unemployment, um, it's very bad. So, you know, they, they keep saying the economy's great, the economy's great, the economy's great. Biden goes out there touting, oh, man, we have such a good economy. I'm like, I don't know what you're looking at, but what I'm looking at is very bad. And the large corporations that employ, you know, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people agree with me because <laughs> they are – Cutting back in very significant ways. Apple, I think for the first time ever, has delayed bonuses and put a hiring freeze in effect. Oh, wow. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. Facebook. Is laying off thousands. Or Meta, whatever the fuck they call it It's Facebook. I'm not calling it fucking Meta. Uh, How'd that rebrand go? Not so well. Said it at the time, remember? Uh Not good. Uh, They're cutting another 10,000 employees, 13% of its workforce. And not hiring 5,000. So essentially, that's 15,000. And they already let 11,000 go. So they're looking at cutting about a third of their workforce. That's huge. That is huge. Amazon, same thing. Yeah, there's more, right? They're they're stopping store expansion. They're cutting staff. I mean, it's very clear here that the people that are, you know, in charge of the the large corporations of the country uh, think that the economy's fucked. But the people who are in charge of the, quote, air quote, economy don't want to admit it. So not a good situation that we are in. Um, what else we got? Oh, foreign policy. I bet you can guess how well that's going. Oh, it's going fantastic. We have mm-hmm. planes crashing into <laughs> Russian jets. I, I, was, I was waiting for your classic planes crashing all over the place. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that's gone international. Yeah, we've moved internationally <laughs> we've moved on that. International. It's uh, been exported to Ukraine. Because earlier today... It was a, it was a drone. It wasn't really the same. Well, yeah, an unmanned U.S. Air Force drone. But these drones are massive. And expensive. Massive. Uh, crashed 
uh, just off uh, the, the in international airspace over the Black Sea, which is west of Crimea, near Ukraine, um, because a Russian Su-27 decided to take it down. Um, so, you know, is this an act of war? They're not treating it as one, which, thank God, because... Well, you know, Adam Kinzinger would have treated it. Well, yeah, yeah. Because this could have escalated things pretty badly. Uh, take a listen to uh, Air Force Press Secretary uh, Brigadier General Pat Ryder address the issue. Was this collision itself an accident on Russia's behalf? And is the U.S. responding as such? Um, so, you know, we are uh, continuing to assess exactly what happened. But I think um, based on the actions of the Russian pilots, it's clear that it was unsafe, unprofessional. Um, and I think the actions speak for themselves. Um, what we what we saw again were, were fighter aircraft dumping fuel in front of this uh, UAV, uh, and then getting so close to the aircraft that it actually damaged the propeller on the MQ-9. Uh, we we assess that it likely caused some damage to the Russian aircraft as well. Um, to our knowledge, well, we know that the aircraft. Uh, the Russian aircraft did land. I'm not going to go into where they landed. Um, but again, it's just demonstrative of uh, very unprofessional, unsafe airmanship on the part of these pilots. And I'm like, you know, th- you don't have to call it an act of war, but like to say, oh, well, it's a, a un- environmentally unsound, unprofessional manner because they like dumped fuel all over the drone uh <laughs> and something like that. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> um, so, the it went down. But th- this is this is exactly what we've been talking about. Yeah. yeah. The more we have any U.S. forces, whether it be unmanned or manned, yeah, close to a war zone, when a superpower is fighting a war, you have a chance where even, something even, bad yeah, can happen. Even peace. It's it's like that that. Um, the scene in Home for October. Yeah. Remember when he's talking about the proximity? Oh, yeah. We'll be lucky to your make it out of this alive. Yeah. And ours. Your planes and ours. This close is inherently dangerous. Wars have begun that way, Mr. Ambassador. Yeah. Yeah? It, it's, it's just insane. That's actually a great scene. And it's true. It's, it's true. 100% yeah. true. Yeah. And it's like when, when, the, uh, when Fred Thompson. Yeah. Is on the boat. Yeah, too. yeah. He says, we'll be lucky to make it out of this alive. Yeah, this situation will get out of control quickly. Yeah. Or out of, I, I can't remember mm-hmm. the direct quote, but yeah. Also, it came out that, uh, just quickly on the banking thing, uh, bank giants J.P. Morgan, Chase, and Citigroup are trying to handle the largest movement of deposits in over a decade. So the money's moving out there and... Not in the know, right direction. That adds a ton of volatility to the system, too. Um, the market was up today, which just is insane uh, yeah. to me. It basically recovered all the losses yesterday. Well, I'll tell you, it, the reason why yeah. is because all the big boys on Wall Street see the bailout, and they say, oh, well, we could just do whatever the fuck we want then because it's free money from the Fed, <laughs> and the government's going to come in and bail us out no matter what. That's yeah. essentially the message they said, yeah. and you know, it's just going to encourage reckless behavior, but... What else we got going foreign policy-wise? North Korea is popping off again. Rocket Man is, is getting his name back. Um, China is eerily quiet. Don't yeah. like that. I don't like that whatsoever um, because we're coming up on 
Taiwan invasion season, um, which is what I've termed it now. The time period from April <laughs> to May, um, where it's prime weather for them to cross that fucking water with all their troops and shit. Um, you know, and so they're all, the other thing that happened, and we meant, briefly mentioned it last week. You heard about the deal, right, between uh, Iran and uh, Saudi Arabia? I, I must have missed that. No, you didn't see it? No. So let me bring up the details. I know that basically Iran announced a prisoner exchange with us, which which might be totally bogus. Yeah, that's fake. Yeah. Um, so Iran and Saudi Arabia reestablished diplomatic. Oh wow! Wow. Okay, which is very very bad for the world. Um, but you know who brokered the deal? China. Yeah. China. Yeah. And this is. Well, they want more oil. They, they probably got a piece of the action. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. But the thing that I worry about here is they haven't really played the role of, you know, international diplomacy broker superpower before. Yeah. They haven't done a whole lot of that in the no, past. No, they haven't. They've, but they've, now, they've kept themselves. now if they're doing that, on top of their very quiet taking over of Africa, they're taking over the South China Sea and all of those waters outside of Asia, you know, we're we're behind the curve. We are badly. They've got us beat on hypersonics. Uh, they're taking over parts of the world where we used to dominate. We're we're backed into a corner, and our our readiness of forces are, you know, not good. Fucked. Yeah. Right. Um, We've known that for a while. I, who was I watching last night? I was watching some stand up last night, and Chris Rock. No, I don't know if it was Chris Rock. I think it was when I watched the Chappelle one afterwards. And it was from 20... Maybe maybe it was Chris Rock. It was either one of them. But I think it was the earlier one, the one from 2017, where Chappelle was like, you know what? The United States is divided. And that's what scares me because, you know, we have all kinds of people here in America. Oh, yeah. The Chinese... <laughs> don't have to worry about that shit. They, Why? Because... Everyone's Chinese. Yeah, they're all fucking Chinese. <laughs> like and that's and that's part of it. And that could really that could really come into play here in the future. I hope not, but God forbid. Also, <laughs> I don't have the energy for a Ukraine thing. I mean, the Ukraine thing is just like it, it is so fucked. It, yeah. So let's go on to another foreign country, Mexico. Don't go. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Don't go because you'll get shot or mm-hmm. or you'll just disappear like these three women who just disappeared. Well, so the three women are missing. Here's the thing. They crossed into the Mexico to sell clothing at a flea market. And I'm like, that's just like, whoa, whoa. you know. Well, they, they were all Hispanic, right? And so okay. maybe they were just trying to make money, I guess. And I, I get it. But they're missing since February 25th. So they're, they're dead. dead. They're yeah, dead. they're dead. <laughs> Um, I mean, you know, that's just the, this, basically with the cartels, it's like, if you're not in the first 48, right, you're you're finished. Kidding me? Yeah. Um, but now, interestingly enough, the twist in, in this whole four Americans who were kidnapped, the two who were killed, two made it back. The cartels took out their own people that perpetrated these. Yeah. And they said, we're sorry things got out of control. (laughs) And they sent a letter of apology. Yeah. Uh, because they see that things are really spiraling out of control. I also think that the Mexican president, who's a real piece of shit, by the way, uh, threatening us. Did you see that? Yeah. He could kiss my fucking fat white American ass. <laughs> uh, 
he is all up in arms saying, like, the U.S. needs to back down and this and that over the fentanyl crisis. And I'm like, oh, so you just want us to let the fentanyl in? Yeah. Is that what you yeah. want? Um, I think he put some pressure on the cartels and was like, you people need to clean your shit up. Yeah. Because we all know he's in bed with the cartels. <laughs> you don't become president of Mexico without being friends with the cartels. I mean, that's just how it works. The entire system down there is corrupt. It's a narco the, state. Yeah. yeah, the police are bought yeah. off. The politicians are bought off. I mean, have you ever seen... What's the Denzel movie? Oh, Man on Fire. Yeah. That's a great movie. Uh-huh. That's how it works. So, By the way, the Federal Judicial Police mm-hmm. used to be a thing. Had to be completely scrapped entirely because of rampant corruption. And But then <laughs> when they when they replaced it, essentially, yeah. for a few years it was okay. And, and it then the same... again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, they got money to spend, man, these these cartels, you know? They're going to they're gonna use it. It's it's yeah. the Pablo Escobar model. Look, mm-hmm. look who did in Colombia. Like, he just bought off everybody. Yeah, it's true. And in those who, who he couldn't buy off, he just killed. <laughs> mm, that might be, uh, oh, might be onto something. Oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, What else do we got here? Uh, March oh, Madness is about to begin. Yeah, we'll get to that in a second. Speaking of illegal immigration, because I wanted to talk about this. I got this on my list here. Did you see the video of the thousands of illegals attempting to storm into the country at the border? Yeah, Sunday? yeah, the bridge. Mm-hmm. Well, they had to shut down the crossing there, and I'm surprised that they were able to hold the line. But my question is, how much more of this is gonna is it gonna take? Uh, right, they don't care. Like, and I'm getting a little bit irritated with Kevin McCarthy and the Republicans up on the hill. Because they held, like, one hearing on the border crisis, and they haven't done shit about it. Yeah. Like... Well, that's true. They haven't been messaging. They haven't been holding press conferences. They haven't been pressing the administration for answers. They haven't been subpoenaing. You know, they should have impeached Mayorkas by this point. Like, all of this stuff is low-hanging fruit. What are you doing? All talk, no action. I always hear, you know, oh, the Republican majority is working for you. How? Finally, they subpoenaed the Hunter Biden documents, which forced the Treasury to give in and give all of those um, SAR reports, yeah, the suspicious activity reports, mm-hmm. on all of that. And we'll see if they actually deliver it. But they said they're going to now. They finally gave in and caved. Mm. But, like, you know, we were promised Chateau shit. Chateau Montales, part three. Oh, God. Get the M&Ms ready. M&Ms ready to... It's to- been two months, right? It's been two months. Right. Remember all we heard from the rhino crowd, you know, the eye patch McCain's of the world were, oh, my God, this is disrupting the business of the people having this leadership election. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah, I remember. We can't get to work. Yeah, I know. Because well, you haven't the business done, of state will be delayed. Yeah, you haven't done fucking shit. OK. And so they still are nowhere on the debt ceiling. And that's going to need to get resolved soon because. If they think the Moody's downgrade was bad for the banking system, just wait to see what happens if our fucking credit rating gets downgraded. And all of the interest rates on the debt spike. I mean, we're already looking at over a trillion dollars a quarter in debt payments. Did you know that? Yeah. Yeah, I knew that. Which is close to eclipsing, uh, I think, 60% of revenue. Like, this is becoming unattainable because all this money that they borrowed – they assumed would remain at, you know, two and a quarter interest rates, not yeah. five. 
So that's that's a problem. Uh, how long are the emergency measures going to last on that shit? Uh, not long. Well, you have Janet Yellen in charge, uh, old old lady Yellen, um, who's uh, coincidentally enough testifying on Thursday. Ooh. That's going to be interesting. Hey now, I don't think she's getting out of that one. Yeah, um, she might get air quote COVID, <laughs> and <laughs> you know what are what are they doing up there? Right, nothing. Right. They don't do anything for us anymore, and man. And you know, I guess maybe I'd rather them do nothing than fuck us constantly like they have for yeah, but all when these years. when the banking system is on the brink, uh, you got to do something. You know, do I, something. Well, I hate the whole do something thing. I I don't mean legislatively. I just mean like action, some action, yeah. right? You know? Push on the administration, send the subpoenas out. We have the subpoena power. Yeah. We haven't even subpoenaed anybody. Like three people they've subpoenaed. Yeah. And none of them consequential. Subpoena Hunter Biden, drag his ass in front of a fucking committee. Subpoena Mayorkas, and then impeach him. I mean, what what are they doing, right? And that's part of the problem for Republicans is... We don't know how to use power when we get it. At all. It's bad. Ever. Democrats know how to do it. Yeah. Democrats know how to Not maximize. advocating for their policy, but as far yeah, as but using power... Using the institutions and, and, to, their, to their advantage. And voting together and keeping oh themselves together. God. And staying on message... And and using the power. Yeah. Remember we talked about that with Trump too. Yeah. It was the same they thing with know his administration. What to do? And they don't care about the constitution. They don't care about the rule of law. They mm-hmm. will be extrajudicial, post constitutional in their mindset. Yeah. And, you know, th- nothing's going to happen. It is true. So I think the GOP needs to take a little page out of that playbook. Yeah. Get ruthless. Yeah. Ruthless. Um, Be the Grim Reaper and have a well, trail of bodies behind you. You saw Biden today go out and talk about his, quote, plan to reduce gun violence. Yeah, as the uh, banking system in East Palestine are still a mess, yeah. Uh-huh. And World War Three is upon us, but yeah. yeah. Let's talk about... Well, and so his executive order directing Merrick Garland, the attorney general, to take every, quote, lawful action possible... To move us to as close as we can to universal background checks without new legislation. Well, that's just like that's okay. So you're just trying to legislate uh, by the phone and the pen again. Thanks, Obama. It's also magic. Yeah. It's magical thinking. You can't do that without a bill. Oh, whatever. Mm-hmm. Whatever. I can go then he said that the gun industry is quote the only outfit you can't sue these days. Well, that's big pharma. Mm, COVID vaccine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then he said, we want the assault weapons ban back and yeah, high-capacity magazine yeah, ban. Well, Fuck they're you. always going to call for that. It ain't going to yeah. work. It ain't going to happen. Not going to uh-huh. happen. And then uh, he said something about red flag laws, did he not? He is he is going to run a, quote, public awareness campaign about red flag laws to instruct Americans on how they can flag people they encounter as, quote, a danger to themselves or others. So basically... He wants... A police state. Yeah. It's a police state. He wants a Stasi liberal force of people ratting on other Americans saying... Oh, wait, that person doesn't feel well? Get the police to raid their home. Yeah. Yep. So, that's that. Um, What else? We'll do a little wokeness here. So, apparently, Joe Biden is not pro-trans enough. Have you seen this oh, one? Oh, he's not. Okay. Have you seen this one? Yeah. So, he did an interview with, uh, what's his name, Harold or Kumar? Which one was it? Uh, I think it was Kumar. 
Harold? No, no. No, you, no I think Asian. it was Harold. Oh, it was Harold? No, no, no. It, it was, was Kumar. Kumar. It was Kumar, yeah. yeah. Uh, on the comedy show, whatever the fuck it is, the Daily Show, I guess, on the Comedy Network, which isn't even really Comedy Central anymore. That's what I meant. It's not comedy. It's just all fucking politics, mm-hmm. except for South Park. Um, and so he did this interview, which was largely total softballs, because, of course, why would he do a real interview? Um, and... Apparently, even though he loves kids chopping their dicks off and, you know, the, the, this child abuse going on amongst our children, total mutilation of their bodies. I mean, the, the things that happen are just outrageous. Um, and apparently that's not far enough. So take a listen to this crazy nonsense. Transgender kids is a really harder day. Thing. What's going on in Florida is, as my mother would say, close to sinful. I mean, it's just terrible what they're doing. It's not like, you know, a kid wakes up one morning and says, you know, I decided I want to become a man or I want to become a woman or I want to change. I mean, what, 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 what are they thinking about here? They're human beings. They love, they have feelings, they have inclinations that are, I mean, it, it just to me is... I don't know, it's cruel. And the way we do it is we make sure we pass legislation like we passed on same-sex marriage. You mess with that, you're breaking the law, and you're gonna be held accountable. You know, why are they obsessed with this? They love, they, I, I, I think they just like dicks. Oh my God. You mean chopping them off? Chopping them off. Yeah. But also yeah. liking them in general, you know, and then chopping them off, I don't know. Uh, most of them are chop-offs. You don't really too much see the whole women going into men. You do a little bit. You do a little bit. Little bit. Well, like, One like thing for, that I really... Like, for example, there's a couple. Did you hear about this couple? That it's a trans oh my man God, I know, and a yeah. trans woman. Mm-hmm. And they were fucking like crazy. So, of course, now there's a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's being carried by the trans man. I can't even... I can't even... It's the biological woman. Yeah, yeah. It's a biological the man biological and a biological woman, woman who swapped... Genders, but still have the same parts because, of yeah. course, that's how you're made. Yeah. And now there's a child. Yeah. So, but, but it's I, just like a, a a a person that looks like a man is is gonna be. The thing that's crazy to me, kid, and it's just like the thing that's, that's crazy to me about the whole trans movement, is that. What are they like? Less than a half a percent of the country. I, I would, if that I, I would say that. You're overestimating. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. it's I think it's less than two percent. You no, I said less than a half a percent. Oh, I, I think it's yeah, less, I thought yeah. I said less than five. Sorry. No, I'm no, sorry. less yeah. than a half. Oh yeah, no, that's probably right. Uh, sorry. Yeah. And but it's somehow. But they're treated this, like they're forty eight percent of the population. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I know Bill Maher had a thing. He was like, <laughs> the number of. People who identify within this community, the LGBT community, doubles every like generation. And he's like, there's something amiss here. Yeah. Maybe it's a social media. Maybe it's something else. I don't know. But he's like, this can't be right because by 2050, everyone will be gay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, you know, the thing, the thing about uh, this situation is that you have indoctrination. That's that's what it is. You have indoctrination and social pressures. And, you know, 
uh, nowadays it's like, oh my God, you're non-binary. That's so cool. I'm like, how about fuck no? <laughs> like, how about no? How about, yeah. You know, cue the Dr. Evil yeah. soundboard. How about no? You crazy like, Dutch bastard. Yeah, this is insane. This is just yeah. insane. How about it's he, she, and that's it. Yeah. End of fucking subject. Yeah, well, not you know. Not the zay, they, like. Zer? Zer is a good one, yeah. I'm not doing those. I'm not calling you a zer. Yeah, no, no, no. And, you know, so, but the crazy thing is that, like, you, we've gone from can't they just do what they want to be happy to you must endorse your children being exposed to this sick mutilation and endorse this kind of behavior or you're the problem and yeah, the bigot. Yeah, you, ha- you have to like genital mutilation. And it's the same playbook as the gay thing. It's the same playbook. I, you know what? I, remember. Let's remember, go back. Let's go back to those it days. It was just. At least those days, everyone wasn't insane. Well, yeah. But remember, it was just, oh, you know, they just want to get married like everybody else. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I guess. If you want to be miserable, be my guest. Um, but now it's, oh, you must endorse children going to drag queen shows or whatever fucking perverted nonsense that is <laughs> at, at fucking libraries paid for by taxpayers, mind yeah, you. That's true. It's paid yeah? by taxpayers. Or you're the problem. Yeah. You know? Yeah. They've totally flipped it from... Normal traditional yeah. values. There's a chick. To, with, there's a chick with a dick. You know, walking around the girls' locker room, and, uh, yeah. and the biological females are kind of aghast or or taken aback by that, and therefore they're the problem. Oh yeah. No. Well, no. Did you, did that's you, weird. That's fucking weird. Did you see mm-hmm. this new one? I'm trying to find this story here. G- headline. Girls' basketball team that refused to play against a transgender athlete. Banned from sporting events. Wow. So a private Christian school in Vermont that forfeited a girls' basketball game against a team with a biological male player has been banned from participating in any upcoming sporting events. How is that uh, legal? Yeah, I I don't understand. Right? That sounds like... I don't understand. A constitutional free speech and now religious well, it's, sort of thing because it's a Christian school, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Right? But, so, but what it is is it's the, the Vermont Principals Association. Which what the overse- fuck is that? Which oversees school sporting events. The Principals They voted to oh ban them God. because they love the transgenders. Is there, I mean, How many transgender people are there in There's probably Vermont? like six, right? There's probably like six. But uh, doesn't Vermont have a Republican governor? Or did that change? Uh, no, he is, but he's very moderate. Well, yep, exactly. That's what you get. But yeah, you know, that's the same thing as the as the the, the tranny swimmer. Uh, and like, there is an advantage. That's well, no that's shit. basic fucking no science. Shit. That that if they played against that fucking team, they would have lost by sixty. So listen, I don't. Listen, <laughs> it's like, very simple. You don't ever see the trans athletes going in the opposite direction. No. From from no. women. Competing against biological yeah. males, right? Biological women against males. You don't see that. That's not going to happen. Yeah. What about the Olympics? With so pa- the Olympics with, with power, with powerlifting especially. I don't because that totally taints that that event. I think that it's not allowed unless 
It is allowed in certain cases, but it is very restrictive from what I heard for the it Olympics. Sh- it shouldn't be allowed. But it shouldn't be allowed at all. Exactly, exactly. There There's, should be an out – because the, remember, they, they said – they basically admitted last Olympics we kind of fucked up regarding the powerlifting thing. We'll, we'll review this. And they should have had a hard stand. Then the issue would have been, well, will the Olympic Committee hold against the woke mob and the pressure? Mm-hmm. But now it's – It's all crazy town, man. I'm telling you, the, 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 the culture in this country – the the fabric of the country is falling apart at the same time as everything else. Its institutions are distrusted. Uh, you have the financial system, which is falling apart. Um, it's it's the whole thing. I mean, this is this is the kind of like end of days Rome style shit. Just end of civilizations that come across. Like, yeah, um, yeah the Romans had too many orgies. Well, yeah, and they didn't see the barbarians at the gate, and you know, there's another Among other reasons. There, there are many other reasons. There's another example felt, here, you know, and you wrote about this. Oh yeah, because it's on your Asian beat. Yeah, it's on my Asian beat. <laughs> yeah, I I honestly could not believe when I heard that this this <laughs> <Yeah>. happened. Okay, <laughs> I couldn't believe it either. <laughs> so. The Asians did well at the Oscars. Oh this year. man, it was yep. The, the Oscars had yellow fever. <laughs> All right, they, you could say that. Okay, <laughs> they clicked. Uh, the year they, I said the year I don't go to the fucking movies because everything goes to streaming so soon. Yeah, and the Asians fucking dominate the Oscars. Well, I, you know, I I am uh, very upset that Top Gun did not win more awards. Yeah, um, one good. thing I've noticed, I saw a recent list of like all the Best Picture winners. Yeah. I haven't seen a Best Picture since twenty twelve. Argo. Um, oh, yeah. You know, this movie, everything, whatever, all over the place, whatever it's called. Uh, it seems a little too much for me. You know, it's not my style. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's it, yeah, it's trippy because it is every character plays several versions of themselves in different universes. Yeah, well, you know. I mean, it's out there. You know, that's man. not my type of thing. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, good, but, good for her. With yeah. Her. Um, also, I didn't know that what's his, she's what's his bon- name? She's a Bond girl, you know. She yeah, was uh, yeah. Tomorrow Never Dies. Yeah. I didn't know that, uh, what's his name? The Okie Dokie Dr. Jones. Oh, uh, I, I can't pronounce can't his name. Can't remember his name. K, K, But he won, so that's cool. Good for him. Yeah, he won. But the bigger thing that came out of this was... How they described Michelle Yeoh's win. Yeah. (laughs) It was who, uh, she's the the first woman who identifies as Asian... The first person who identifies as Asian to, to win, win the award. The award for Best Actress. Because, you know, you couldn't say woman. Yeah. God forbid. I know. Um, identifies is, as Asian? She is fucking Asian. Are we all going, are we all going full Rachel Dolezal with exactly. this Exactly. And, of course, you know, all the, the libs are like, well, this isn't woke because the first person to be nominated in this category was in 1936. Her name was, um, what was her name? Mm-hmm. Because she's been dead for so long. Yeah, I can't remember. Um, but she was, she was uh, mixed race. Mm-hmm. She had East Asian ancestry, but she hid it because of, because it was nineteen thirties fucking Hollywood. Yeah, but she didn't win. That's the thing. Yeah, she didn't win. I mean, is it historic that she got nominated in, in the thirties as as a mixed race? Yes, absolutely. But she didn't win. Michelle Yeoh won the fucking award. Yeah, and you know, I, I just you know. Ugh. These cons going crazy saying it's not woke. It's not woke. It's it's history. I'm like, no, no, it's woke because you're putting the racial identity stuff above all else, and and you framed it in a retarded way. Right. So right. it's it's woke. It's still woke, and even historic moments like this mm-hmm. are absolutely ruined by this nonsense, and it's a shame. 
because Michelle Yeoh and Halle Berry are the only two women of color who've who've won in this category. So well, what I found very interesting is there there was politics at this Oscars, but not nearly as much as in the past. Yeah, they kind of tapered it down a bit. There was a rumor that there was a talking to. Oh. Like, among Hollywood was like, yo, we gotta stop the bleeding here, and you all need to just shut the fuck up. Yeah, exactly. Like, Make fun of each other. Like the, Still the best Oscars was when Ricky Gervais... Oh, my God. ...just well, slaughtered yeah. them. Yeah, he knew that this would be, like, the last one he would ever be asked to host. So yeah. He just went. he just went all out. And so the the other guy K Hu Kwan, I yeah, guess that's that's yeah, yeah. Um, I want to play you a little bit of his acceptance speech, um, because, you know, his was a story of loving America, mm-hmm. and that is you know not very popular in Hollywood. Um, let's take a listen to that real quick. My mom is eighty four years old, and she's at home watching. Mom. I just want an Oscar. My journey started on a boat. I spent a year in a refugee camp. And somehow, I ended up here on Hollywood's biggest stage. They say... Stories like this only happen in the movies. I cannot believe it's happening to me. This, this is the American dream. You know, this is the American dream. And I think that's pretty cool um, to see that happen. So good for him. Obviously, Hollywood didn't love the American exceptionalism aspect. Yeah, of course. Um, which is also why I think Top Gun didn't win. Oh, I think so too, uh, for sure. But For sure. It seems that the weirder the movie nowadays, the the more favored gets among the best picture, or well, just the voters of, of them in general. If that's so. the case, uh, yeah. Joaquin Phoenix's new movie, Bo is Afraid, mm-hmm. is, is probably going to win a lot then. Yeah. That's going to be another weird movie. It's by the guy who did Midsummer. Oh, yeah. But it is, I looked it up, Storm, the running time, two hours, 59 yeah. minutes. Well, you know, it brings up a bigger issue with just... Entertainment that's in general. A, that's a whole days. fucking day. Seriously, yeah. like, say you go to a one p.m. showing, you have a half hour of, of previews and pre-show. It starts at one thirty. You leave the theater. It's almost dinner time. It's pretty much dinner time. Yeah, I mean, I don't mind a long movie. My bigger problem with movies these days is twofold. Well, I don't. I don't really care about the price, but yeah. it's twofold. One, they don't make good movies anymore. Right, yeah. like. Everything is a derivative work of everything else. Or it's franchise. Or it's it's the stupid fucking comic book superhero shit, which I just don't do. Sorry, I know a lot of people do. (laughs) I don't. Not my thing. Don't like it. Tired of it. Super sick of it. Uh, But they don't make classics like they used to. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, name the, the biggest classic of the last 10 years. Uh, I would say... Oh, ten, I can't go 10 years. But I will say, I'll go back to 07. Well, yeah, okay, my point. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> That's 15 um, years ago. I think Children of Men was a good movie. Um, no Country for Old Men. Yeah, those are all those uh, are all Best Picture winners. There, those are before 2012. There Will Be Blood. Argo. Epic. Yeah, all before Ar- 2012, yeah. right? Recently, you know, the, the movies that I could think of that were really good, like Top Gun, yeah. for example. Yeah. Again, that's a derivative work, but that's a long time coming, yeah. right? Yeah. But, like... They don't, they don't make them like they used to. There used to be, you know, probably 10 movies per year that everyone was like, 
hell yeah, hell yeah. Let's go see it. You know, it's a real big release. It's going to kill it at the box office. We got to see this movie. Now there's just not. Yeah. And it's sad because we like movies. Oh, right? oh. You know, big movie fan. But I'll tell you, they just don't do it like they used to. Um, the superhero shit is so overworked and tiring. And that's become basically the substitute, right? Yeah. It's, is, and, and also to, to make sure that you, you see every single movie – you now like remember how like they were kind of standalone franchises? Yeah. Uh, the last um, what's the one with the uh, Benedict Cumberbatch? Mm, with, uh, I don't the remember. Multiverse of Madness. I don't know the names. They're all fucking derivatives. They're too. It's all like, it's Storm. like something six thousand. If you haven't seen like like the Spider Mans with Tom Holland, yeah, you don't know what the fuck's going on. Yeah, because it goes into all the the verses. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of it now also is the streaming stuff. Which I get, right? Yeah. A lot of people don't want to go to the movies anymore. I think that there's certain things that should be seen in the like movies. Like Top Gun. Like Top Gun or John Wick, which oh, we'll yeah. be seeing in a few weeks. Yeah. John Wick 4, we hear, is the best action movie ever created. Yeah. So that's what one of the critics said. So we'll see if that holds up to it. But it's just, I don't know. I, I am very upset with like the overall state of Hollywood as far as like blockbuster movies. They don't make them like they used to back in the day. So I guess it's just a factor of getting old. Yeah. But like yeah. Fury. Uh, well, yeah, like that all was these a great all one. these Look at movies. That. Dunkirk. 20, okay, twenty fourteen, right? Yeah, like, Dunkirk. Twenty seventeen. Nineteen seventeen. That Maybe was good. Maybe the pandemic ruined all this, but like thirteen was hours great. good. Nineteen seventeen was good. You know, but like all this other stuff is. The Revenant was, was good. Yeah. Eh, you I, didn't like it. I, I, no, there's no words. Well, because he, um, he's, because he's, he's getting knocked, fucked by a bear. He's knocked out for like an hour and a half. That just seems like a weird movie choice for Leo for me. But He won an Oscar uh, for it, though. Yeah. I mean, he should have won an Oscar for like well, three like, other movies prior. Know, War Dogs 2016, American Sniper 2014, Ooh, Wolf Founder? of Wall Street 13, Founder. Yeah, The Founder 16. There hasn't been a good movie in like yeah. six years that's not like part of a franchise. And like, yeah, you know, John Wick. Let's stick on Leo for a second. Let's go back to The Aviator. Yeah. That was Well, great. did you know that apparently Catch Me If You Can was false? That just came out. That Frank Abagnale? The guy, apparently he created that whole story. <laughs> That's what he said, yeah. Yeah. Apparently he's so old now he doesn't give a fuck. He's like, yeah, I made all that shit up. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, you know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> End of, end of movie rant there. I just got sidetracked. No, but. that's just, I'm blown away. That's really funny. Oh, yeah. yeah. All the illegal stuff I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> the con man pulled the con off. <laughs> what else do we got? These guys are so say. <laughs> we're, we're jamming a lot in today because this is the one episode for the week, so I hope you're enjoying it. Yeah. Um, let's see. I had one last thing. Oh, I do have one bit of good news. The Taco Bell by the office has opened. <gasps> yeah. Really? Yeah. Taco nice. Bell Cantina. Oh, you can nice. get booze there. Um, that is the only good news that we have for you, unfortunately. Do they have uh, Maker's Mark in there? I doubt it. I think it's more like Mexican theme, you know, like margaritas and shit. Oh, I'll take margaritas. Yeah. Um, all right. On that note, if you want to see something really disgusting, go watch Drew Barrymore's interview with that dude who pretends he's a woman. Uh, real disgusting Oh, yeah, they shit. start making out and grinding each other on the no, carpet. No, they didn't. <laughs> They could have after the cameras were off, it, though. It was basically it how was, weird it was. It was gearing towards yeah, that type of it, activity. It was on the borderline of, like, a Cinemax softcore porn. That's, yeah. It was gross. Um, Pouring chocolate on each other. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> Moving on. It is March Madness. 
Yes. My favorite time of the year. Get which the is why, bracket! It's the bracket! <laughs> which is why there will be no episode on Thursday, because yeah. Storm will be drinking and gambling. Uh, but I uh, wanted to see who's your pick. My pick? Yeah. I have Gonzaga. You have done your bracket? Going all the way. Really, Gonzaga? Yeah. yeah. I think Gonzaga's a good choice. Uh, I think that Kansas could be a good choice. I think Alabama could compete for it if they're hitting those threes, but if they go dry, they're Which fun. is kind of weird for us to say. Alabama's not a basketball Yeah, they yeah. they have been the but last But they've been years, rebuilding, yeah. 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 Um, what about Baylor? What do you got Baylor? You got Baylor going far? Uh, no, I think that they're going to fail pretty early on. Do you have them stopping? Does their train end at the Elite Eight or the Sweet 16? I haven't fully done my picks yet. Yeah, neither have I. But, but. I would say that they are going to be Sweet 16. Yeah. They've, um, they, you know, they've lost some people, graduation, stuff like that, you know? Yeah, yeah. They were st- Their window was like two years ago. I think my biggest upset is going to be... Hmm... We're going to see definitely some, like, 13 beat a 4. Like, Kent State could beat Indiana for sure. Yeah. Um, I think that... Would it be something if Maryland... <laughs> Maryland yeah, go, maybe, you know, goes to, the, goes to like, um, the Elite Eight or something? Could be. Um, Gonzaga might have a challenge from Grand Canyon in the first round. I wouldn't be surprised yeah, if that they, game's they got to come out. They can't come out um, like uh, soft guys. Remember that? Yeah, no, no <laughs> flat shit. Yeah. Um... Providence against Kentucky could be interesting. Yeah. Oral Roberts could 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 shock. Best team name in in the NCAA. Yeah, it's true. But or they they're a scrappy little team. Yeah, they're not going to beat Duke, I don't think. But who knows? Maybe. Yeah. Um. That you know I don't know the seeding this year was really fucked up. The NCAA has been taking a lot of heat the last few days for this because uh, normally they do a lot better job of like making matchups that could go either way in the first round, even though the seeds are so vastly far apart. But this year, I mean, maybe I'll be totally wrong, but this year seems like they've really protected the high seeds because they don't want to see them go down because it hurts the ratings when it happens. Even though that's for, the whole point of watching college right, basketball, that's for, what, that's the love of it. That's what that's the irony yeah. of it is for the real fans of the game. Yeah. They love to see the upset, of yeah. course, unless it's their team. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. All right. On that note, we are going to wrap up for today. Just want to give a special shout-out to all of our Triggered listeners. You guys have been joining VIP in droves, and I really appreciate it. So I just wanted to give a heart, give a heartfelt thank you for that. really, really means a lot to us. It is funding what we're doing over here, all of our journalism. we got a ton more investigative reporting coming for you. There's going to be a lot of stories coming out over the next few weeks. If you want to join Town Hall VIP to support us, uh, on here on the podcast, on the website, Matt's writing, Katie, Kurt, Spencer. You get a ton of content with it. I promise you'll love it. Money back guarantee. Nobody has ever asked for their money back. So if you want to join townhallvip.com, use the promo code censorship for 50% off. Help us fight against big tech and those fuckers of their ilk, the elites that think that they can control what we think. We will not stand by and let that happen. So if you'd like to reach out, email is triggered at townhall.com. And we will be back here next week, next Tuesday, hot off the presses, big episode coming next Tuesday. Uh, No episode on Thursday, uh, taking a little vacation. So uh, enjoy March Madness, and we will see you back here next Tuesday. See you then.